Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my beautiful co-host, Brittany. And today we are talking with Joey Mac Dizon of the Mobile Cigar Lounge. Joey has done more than 1,300 events. He has the number one cigar experience in the Northeast. He is a philanthropist and is starting his own nonprofit. And did I mention that he has over 400 five-star reviews? 406, actually. I just looked a few minutes ago. I am super stoked to have him on today. Cue the intro. Wedding Videography for Beginners is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride-or-die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding-related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well, with some equipment talks sprinkled in between. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us who can bring different insights to the table. So sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself too because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. J-Mac, what's up, brother? How are you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm stoked to have you on. And I do I do want to mention a disclaimer right off the bat. So Joey is the first veteran that I've had on the show. Uh, Joey was also a Marine. So this is probably going to be bananas here in a few minutes. So I just want to forewarn everybody. Uh, we're, it's going to be professional for like the next 30 seconds. And that's going to be about it. <laughs> As best we can do it. As best yeah, we can. No shit. Oh. So let, let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us how you got into the cigar business? You know what? Uh, as as veterans, one of my first cigars that I've ever had in my entire life was overseas, right? And it, mm-hmm. it was a it was a moment where I couldn't remember the cigars I was smoking, but I'll always remember the people I smoked it with. And what that meant was, when you thought of cigars, you thought of things of celebration, victory, like you're kind of in the moment. And when my business partners and I, we all sat down, we're just like, how can we capture this in the civilian sense, right? And then we thought about weddings, private parties. People want to come together and celebrate with a cigar because a cigar is nothing but just like a the object, right? The vessel, the, the opportunity is the whole experience while you're enjoying the cigar. And that's the environment, the people, the mood, the vibe, whatever you call it. It's truly an awesome opportunity. So when we started out the business four years ago in 2018, that was our whole purpose was just to create an experience for our host, for our guests. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I never actually thought about it that way because after like every big op, we'd all sit down and smoke a cigar. We, we just go back to oh, those, those white plastic chairs and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe sitting on a rock or sitting on a sandbag or yeah. nothing to sit on because everything's wet and you're standing up, you know? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Did, um, were, were you in OIF1 or OIF2, anything like that? Yeah, I was in uh, 2008, 2009. Okay. So when yep. in OIF1, we didn't have armor on our vehicles. And every time somebody brings up a sandbag, it re- like we just stuffed sandbags under our feet in the hopes that it would like absorb the IED because there was nothing else. It was just yep. in like this mobile tin can. And then they bought um, some genius thought up of the idea to just take the armor plated doors and just so you remember the old school Humvees? Yep. Where absolutely. it just had that plastic door hinge. Yep. Mm-hmm. So put put a two ton armored door on that door hinge. Yep. And we would just be, we'd be down like route one, hit a bump and that fucking door would just bounce right off onto the freeway. And you notice within like two weeks, there are just armored doors laying everywhere. It's you're driving around. Cause it was like, what is the, you can't drive fast in this. Like you can't hit a bump doing 20. Like this is pointless. So only the best for our Marines. Oh, only the best. Only well the best. then it, it also, they were made so quick. There was a cutout. So you could mm-hmm. just lean forward and put your rifle through it. So technically there was like a 12 inch gap. Like that was, it was just like a little just like a shape. Yeah. Shape of your head in the seat. And then there was just an opening. So it was kind of dumb. 
the, oh. the best best part was when I went in 08, 09, you know, of course, we get the hand-me-downs from the Army. So they probably <laughs> upgraded. So we got the M-Raps. We got the the fully oh, armored humpies yeah yeah no so, i didn't have anything with that yeah they, those got passed down so <laughs> <laughs> i got lucky <laughs> damn i got i have a really cool picture of uh so i was with first combat engineer battalion mm-hmm. and uh we're in a minefield so speaking of mraps we're in a minefield and we're doing uh controlled debts and there's they snapped a picture of me because i went through this uh thing called the spec ops demolitions course and uh I'm cutting into a stick of C4 laying in on top of a mine. Like it, it's That's just so in there, like, this is the Corman hard at work right now. <laughs> cause it was funny because me and me and Johnny were the only two people that went through that damn course. Wow. So him and I were the ones sitting and I was thinking to myself, like, if this thing goes off, like I'm the one that has to put a tourniquet on myself. At oh this yeah. Point. <laughs> Make sure you put uh what was it? You put time on your forehead when you put it on. Yeah. 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 Right. Time. Right. The time <laughs> yeah. and, and blood. It's It's crazy. The little things you remember. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I love about our company too, is um, our cultures. You know, we hire veterans, first responders and those connected. So most of our staff are veterans or first responders. So those small little quirks of, you know, the tourniquets, make sure you write it on the play, you know, uh, you know, we were just going over hand and arm signals for some god awful reason. So we're just sitting there, yeah, like echelon left. Yeah, it's echelon, right. echelon right. Yep. We're just trying to figure out column, and we're like, <laughs> it's like I got to look at my SOI book, you know. And it was just pretty funny, just looking at it and just reminiscing. Do you, do you, get, do, guess do what? You start that was off, all over cigars. You know, I was so. gonna say, do you start off every meeting with like the five troop leading steps? Or are you going through like yeah. Smeak and Bamsus? <laughs> like, is that? Yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what? I we should. We should. <laughs> We should though. That's how we should. Oh fuck. So let's that's is actually a perfect segue. How has owning your own business like shaped you now that you're out of the military? You know what? I think it just enhances, right? Um a lot of things in the military that I've learned through leadership, discipline, logistics planning, um, culture, right? The the whole uh, you know, mission first, people always mentality where you kind of, you know, what I was taught, you know, the mission's first, but you got to take care of your Marines. Like our mission is to create these wonderful experiences at these weddings, at these private parties, to make sure our hosts are first, but also at the same time, people always, I got to make sure my team is good to go. You know, when they're, when they're in a good space of getting paid well, they're doing something that's fun guess what that's going and they're passionate about it that's going to bleed onto the client and all those things i've learned in the military becoming an entrepreneur it just enhances or strengthens those things or it could also reveal some weaknesses that you might have that then you would just have to look at and explain how can i learn more or build or get more knowledge and how to get bigger and better and stronger i guess i want to finish that off (laughs) uh but yeah i think those you know those things that transpire are just enhancements of our military career into being an entrepreneur. Nice. Let's uh, let's, let's move into passion projects because the way that I understood it is cigars in general were a passion for you. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you had other passions and that kind of stuff, just like most of us do, you know, Brittany is, she's should be working on a documentary for our children right now. Mm-hmm. Should be. Should be. Should, should be. Yeah. <laughs> so what what would you say to those who have like these like deep seated passion projects, but they're doing something else career wise? You know what? That's um I mean that was our story, right? We uh, I had this passion project back in two thousand I had a full time job. You know, I, I just quit my full time job April first. Um and the thing is, I think you have to be real with yourself as in what, how do you want this to shape, right? Do you want this to be a pageant project? Do you want this to treat it as a hobby, a side hustle, or a real business? And to be frank, whatever ones that you pick is going to be the resolvement of what, how much revenue you make. For example, if you're going to treat it like a hobby – you're gonna make hobby revenue. If you go treat it like a business, you go treat it like a you go you go make some business revenue. And what I mean by that is the the time and commitment and discipline. I was working forty hours a week plus events during the weekend. 
man, I was working like probably like 70, 80 hours a week, but my passion project just, just really engulfed me. And what I did was I created a plan, right? What we learned in the middle, I created a plan and I just worked backwards, right? You know, COVID of course, you know, was kind of like a, you know, uh, something that, you know, they threw in the door. Right. But at the same time, I, I always created a, a goal and I just worked backwards. So if your goal is to create this into a business, what does it take to, you know, to make it into real business? And if you have a full-time job, how do you make it where you're actually quitting your full-time job to do your business? So whatever passion project that you have, I think you got to be honest with yourself. What are you going to do? Because there's, pe- there's a lot of people who are passionate about nothing. Like people are passionate about playing video games point, when they yeah. get home and they don't make any money off it or they, they it doesn't do anything for their lives. So yes, video games sometimes could could make people like, you know, relieve some stress, but people are just passionate about nothing. So if if you're going to create this passion project, I think you have to be super, super um uh, liable to yourself and be truthful to yourself of how much time and effort are you going to spend or invest to make this passion project come through, right? There, you know, Phil and Brittany, how many people have we met where they're like, I have this great idea and they do nothing with it. But every time you talk to them, they're super passionate about it. It's like, man, what about that passion, passion project? What about that project you, did, you were thinking about like two weeks ago? Have you done anything? Uh, no, I just haven't had the time. Yeah. And you're, not, you're not passionate about it. No. And I guess it's also really important to note that like, it's okay to just have like a hobby and just be like, Hey, this isn't for us to make money. And like Phil and I were talking about kind of something that like, I love baking. Like it was Mm -hmm. just like something that, um, is my hobby. It's something I do to feel good. But when we started thinking about like, oh, you know, you you're good at it. Maybe you can make money. I was like, "Mm." I like did a couple of little gigs and I was like, no, this like I don't like the pressure involved with Mm. the hobby. So, you know, it's kind of like a catch 22. But like you said, like if it's something that you want to use as a vessel to make money, then you have to like jump in with that mentality. It's not just going to be for play. It's going to be for work, too. Absolutely. And I always do that um, kind of like the comparison. It's where, you know, because I, I played sports all through uh, all through my career. It's, you could be a good athlete doesn't mean you're a good coach. Yeah. You'd be a good coach, but not a good athlete. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not, right. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. People have ho- like I have hobbies that I just passionate about that I don't want to invest or turn into a business. And I'm I'm totally fine with that. So yeah, I I agree with you, Brittany. And uh, but at the you know you gotta be truthful to yourself. And Absolutely. if you want to explore that world of trying to make money on it, and you look at it, it's like, nah, I just like bake. Like I love cooking. <laughs> I do not want to own a restaurant. Yeah, I think rest- exactly. Yeah, that's like a hard thing in itself. Yeah. I totally agree. So I I just I want to point out a couple of things. One, when it comes to uh, the video game aspect. Like I love video games mm-hmm. and I really should have my own Twitch stream because mm-hmm. people play video games to relax and that kind of stuff. Me, I'm like screaming at the television. Like I, you know, like want to throw a controller. My children are horrified and they're <laughs> running around. Uh, it would purely be for entertainment. Of yeah, others. No, I could <laughs> probably make a lot of money with a Twitch stream because they would be like, what in the fuck is this guy doing? Hey, people but, love it, man. Yeah, no, but hey, on a serious note, when you said if you treat your hobby like a hobby, you're going to make hobby money, Mm -hmm. I would definitely put that on a t shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I would, like, that's like, I'm going to, I took a note of that because that's a, uh, I'm going to steal that idea. You're going to be like, why am I seeing billboards everywhere? I'll just uh, make sure I get like just a one percent royalty. Tip, bro. That's it. All right, I'll do it for one percent. Shit, that, yeah, like, okay. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's. Yeah, uh, but you know, oh, no, I, ahead, I totally agree with you, man. No, yeah, I totally agree with you, man. It's and listen, if video games is your passion and you want to make money off it, dude. People are making tons of money in that space, in yeah. that world. Yeah. So, you know, back when I think I think we're around the same age, let's say we're in our 30s. Thumbs up. Yeah, 30s. Yeah, that was 30s. I'm 41, dude. 
Oh, all right. Uh, well, we grew up in a in a time where we had to put a a, a telephone line into our computer uh, yep. just to set up a modem. Uh, but you know, back then they were just like, "Oh, these video games are not going to make you any money." Blah blah blah. Man, there's there's video games like you know I don't want to say their names, but people who are making millions, hundreds yep. of thousands of dollars monthly, they're yep. just killing it, and they're just passionate about it, and right. that's what's cool about. I think in this world today, if you have a passion and you really are passionate about it and want to make a business out of it, there's so many opportunities in today's world that you can make it happen. Back, man, I'm talking about 20, 20 years ago, yeah, right when when CS:GO. I don't know if you were a PC player, mm-hmm. Philip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you know CS:GO and some of those other games. Now people who use those platforms are now doing Twitch channels or are getting donations of thousands of dollars. Because when they were in their 2000s, that wasn't a thing at all. Twitch wasn't out. Oh, the though. 2000s. What a cute time. I'm back here thinking about playing Wolfenstein on DOS. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm cool that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about trying to find a root folder? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, to, to put things in perspective, and I, I mean this in the most dickheaded way possible, too. Uh, I, uh, I joined the military 10 years before you deployed. You oh. shower shoe. So <laughs> perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting, I was, uh, next year we're planning our, we have uh, memorials for some guys that we had that were killed in OIF one and it's 20 years already. Wow. Yeah, like that's crazy, like, bro. you know, it's nuts. Like it is wild. Like I, I jumped on a, a zoom call with them on Sunday and cause we're like on a little planning committee yep. and I was like, Jesus, we are getting old. Yeah. Like you should like my my old first sergeant is the district attorney for Santa Barbara. That's so funny. Dude. Like so much stuff has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just oh, it's just it's wild, dude. Or the the best part now is like people are like have quote unquote responsibilities now. Yeah, like <laughs> I got like, two kids, bro. You're married. Yeah, you yeah. got kids. <laughs> yeah. Somebody married you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they have their life together. You're like, dude, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, oh, it's, you uh, made it. Yeah, like you made it, and I'm, I'm so proud of you. That's <laughs> oh, crazy. It's like, getting old is just it's strange. It is very like it's weird to like look back at these photos and that kind of stuff. It'd be like one, I had hair, and two, <laughs> and I had a lot of hair back then. So yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, but that's like, I'm kind of like a sleeper cell mm. because people are always like, you know, oh, you know, you look like you're 30. I'm like, whoa, no, no. <laughs> like somebody had made a comment a couple of days ago. I was at an event and they were like, send, send Phil in first because he's younger and then they won't check your ID. Wow. And my buddy looked at him and he was like, Phil is literally 10 years older than I am. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, did you do like a skin treatment or something? You look no. fresh, bro. What's no, that blood? That's the, What's that nationality in you, bro? That's a Snapchat filter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Belgian. I'm nothing. I'm nothing fancy. I'm just Belgian. Okay. okay. I don't even okay. want to go down that tangent because I had a. Uh, uh, this, is, this is see. This is why my podcast always goes so damn long. Make a super long story short. My dad for Father's Day one year, I did Ancestry. So if you haven't yeah. done Ancestry.com, I'd highly recommend it, especially for anybody that's listening. I highly recommend it because um, it was wild, the information that came back. Like I was able to go back to 1362 in Felt, Belgium. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I am literally like an embodiment of Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. Wow. wow. So every, <laughs> at, at every war... <laughs> Yeah, literally his father, every his father. American conflict since the revolutionary. And so I didn't know anything about like my dad's side of the family because he always told me like his, his real dad was a complete prick. And then he bounced when my dad was like eight or nine. Gotcha. And uh, so I did this, just trying to pull up some information to make him something nice for father's day. And uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, like, so I was in Iraq uh, my dad was in Vietnam. My brother was in the first Gulf. My, uh, my brother's 17 years older than me. Um, his dad. So my dad's real dad was in world war two. His dad was in world war one. 
Then it was the Barbary Pirates in like 1908. Then wow. it goes to the Civil War. And like it goes all the way back to where this guy named Benjamin Beabout, uh, during the Revolutionary War, he was part of the New Jersey Minutemen, him and his brother. And his dad was so moto, he tried to join, but they were like, you're too old. So he ran supply lines for the revolutionary, you know, for the troops. And the record that they had was for his brother. When he turned like 60, he applied for benefits because the, the, uh, the way that it was written is if you did five years in the continental Congress army, then you were automatically entitled to a retirement, right? Mm -hmm. This dude got shot by a musket, which would have sucked. Absolutely. So, he took six months to recuperate back in their house in Philly. And then he went back to his unit and finished out the revolutionary war. Wow. The government, what they, what they had on file is the government rejecting his benefits because he technically only served four years and six months. Wow. And my joke is the government's been fucking my family since the revolutionary <laughs> war. <laughs> Since 1776. 1776. Yep. A Declaration of Independence. Yeah. So funny. Bastards. So, but, but Ancestry had the document of his denial for benefits. That's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. The, the shit that's out there. So anywho, now that it's ancestry.com, if you're listening, feel free to uh, sponsor us. So, um, so let's let's let me let me bring this back because that's kind of my job. <laughs> if let's say that I had a like a like a passion that I was working on, so it could be anything. What what kind of signs do you think I should be looking for to start to tell myself, like, you know, maybe I can make this into a business? Like what what should I like when when should I be saying to myself, like, maybe this passion is no longer hobby money, but it's business money? Uh, so that's a great question, Phil. So one is definitely do some research, right? Uh, I would research, is anyone else doing it? More than likely, you're not the only person with that same passion, just to be frank, especially in today's day of age, unless you're doing something totally techie or scientific. A lot of people are doing something that someone else has a passion about. So I would definitely look at doing research, you know, researching about what the market looks like looking redefining your target client and just being like hey do a lot of people need this thing where do you live right if you there's so many factors but i think in the end phil research is going to be the biggest key factor and researching like what Brittany said that she was looking at baking and then she did some research and she's like you know what i you know i i just love bake and the trouble is some people take their passion they turn into a business and then they, all of a sudden they hate their passion mm -hmm. right You've seen people like that. Yep. I've seen some people that just like, you know, restaurant owners, oh, you know, like they're just always like in a sour mood. I'm like, yo, that wasn't <laughs> like, this is your business. <laughs> like, right, you know, right. Uh, or just like, you know, people that just like, uh, you know, all this stuff, you know, I, you got to be careful about that. And I think that goes back to what we said before, where you have to be truthful and how much of commitment you're going to be. And I think doing research and research could be just, you know, like to talking about today's day of age, you could Google anything and mm -hmm. and find out what's what's out there, right? And find out what's been going on. So definitely, Phil, if I could just sum it up in one word, just research. You can research how how big that industry is by how much money it's making. Research what kind of clientele you want to do, your marketing. Uh, you can research if other companies are doing it. You can research if someone else is doing it. So there's so many. That's, I mean, when, what were we going to say? Huh? I was just going to, that's probably the best, most sound advice for anyone that's like, is this viable? Is yeah. it even worth like taking those initial steps into take a couple of hours, couple of days, like don't do anything like rash, like take your time and make yeah. sure that it's a, a profitable idea. Yeah. And, and Brett, what, what I love about what you just said, it only takes time. There's no yeah. money. There's yeah. no other people involved. The only thing that you could really invest is just time. And listen, you have 156 hours. I think it's 156 or 168, whatever. Uh, you have those many hours in a week to actually 168 hours for those. Because I don't, I don't math good. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard your keyboard. I was like, yeah. he's working on it. I, 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 I
little calculator that bro, I Bro, you have a, a straight up calculator. That is a <laughs> no. real calculator right oh, there. Oh, yeah, bro. When I do my payroll, when I'm like counting, I was just like, okay, what do I need to do? It's like the 1920s where there's an accountant like... Hey, I'm all about that life. I swear to... I... Oh my gosh. You pick up your phone to do something and you get sidetracked and you have everything in your hand. But if you pick up your calculator, you're crunching numbers. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I bought it, Phil, because I I would be out of my calculator then I have to do something on my phone. I'd rather just have something, my calculator just right there and I just pound, punch it in. Yep, I know, I'm just you. waiting. So right now, so for the listeners, because nobody can see what's going on, uh, the background is blurred, but I'm sure on his desk, he has an abacus that's sitting back there. <laughs> and for you youngins, that's the wooden thing that they used to use to count numbers with. So. It's like I hit 20, so I got to move the beat over. Yeah, they are like, tick. <laughs> It's got an Aztec calendar on the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, hold on, f- let me refill my oil for my lantern that I have <laughs> just sitting on my wall. <laughs> Do you, I watched probably the best documentary ever about how the Mayan calendar was ending. I think it was 2012, right? Was that? Oh, was when that, the world, yeah, when the world yeah, was when, supposed uh, to yeah. end again. Yeah. yeah. And I was watching this like like literal Mayan expert was standing there and he's standing in front of the calendar that everyone references. And he literally walks around to the back of it. And he's like, people just don't acknowledge that the calendar keeps going on the back. Oh my goodness. And he's like, it. it stops like on December 31st, 2012 on the front. He goes, but you just walk around the back and it just yeah. keeps going. And you're like, dude, Really? we made movies about this. Like we did all kinds of shit and there's something on the back. Or like even the obvious, like they just ran out of room. The numbers keep climbing. Yeah. Or the guy, let's be real. He was just like, F this. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Jesus, man, I've been, I've been chiseling this thing for like two years. (laughs) Yeah. Like think think about, think about how long he's been chiseling. Right. There's a point when he go after 2000 and he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to do 12 more. And that's it. Like, he did yeah. like, this is no longer my passion project. Yeah. I'm yeah. moving on. Prime example. No longer yep. a passion project. It's like, I'm I out. used to like being a sculptor. Now I hate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let, let's talk about, um, we've done our research, right? And we think that we can, we can make some money. What, what do you think the next steps are to start to make that actual transition over into the business space? Uh, definitely putting a plan together. 100% putting a plan together. And, uh, you know, uh, so I do a lot of coaching with veterans who are starting their own businesses. And so one of the 30 things that I usually tell them and, you know, I'll try to make it so it's uh, civilian sense. One is don't have an ego in your back pocket. Like, don't, don't just go like, Hey, I got the best thing out there. That's going to break that. You know, you haven't even started your project yet. You know, this is just the thing. So, and then just being humble and kind of like absorbing knowledge, right? When you're doing that research, you're just absorbing knowledge. You're asking people, right? Talk to people. You might have a bit. Okay. So we're talking about, we'll just talk about baking. You could have a baking business in your town. You could call someone like on the other side of the state and just ask questions and be like, hey, do you mind? I'm starting my own business. You know, uh, you know, I saw I love what you do on your website. I love what you do. Do you mind if we could grab 10, 15 minutes like on a Zoom call or something I could ask you questions for? Right. And then after that, so don't have an ego, you know, talk to people. And the other thing is you got to definitely build a plan because without a plan, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. Right. And th- there's there's all these things and resources online where you can build yourself a, a business plan, a marketing plan, a financial plan that are kind of like easy to do and just crunch small numbers down and just be like, can this actually work? Right. Can I make money off my, my project? You know, there, there are people out there that had great ideas and I have friends that had some awesome great ideas. They put it down on paper, right? Don't just have it on your head, put it down on paper and they were just like, I cannot make money off this. You know, they were just looking at their expenses, how much the insurances would cost and all that stuff. And they just put it in their back pocket. And he's like, no wonder not a lot of people do it. Um, yeah. So I would definitely put a plan together and 
you know, like I said, just Google business plan. And they have these awesome templates where you can just write down, print it out or have a PDF, however you want to digest that information and put a plan together on how it's going to work and build out a 30, 60, 90 day game plan. Because, you know, obviously when you start a business, you got to have an LLC. So you got to have um, a bank account, a website, social media, and those things all cost money. And you got to yep. factor those in. You know, you can't just start an LLC with zero dollars. You got to pay your accountant, you know, whether you want to, you need business insurance, whether uh, what type of business you have. You know, if you if you if you have to get certain licenses and certificates, all that research that's we made, then you got to put into a plan. Okay, I need to get this done by thirty days, get this done by sixty, get it done by ninety, or else you're back to you know back to you know zero, where you just have a passion and you have done nothing with it. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now, back to the show. I love how you've taken Bamsis. And converted that over into a civilian. So for those that don't know, BAMSUS is uh, begin the plan, arrange for recon, make for recon, complete the plan, issue the order, and supervise. You can tell I used to do this. And uh, those are those are the troop leading steps. So it's it's really it's interesting that you've literally taken shit that we would do on patrol and. Uh, <laughs> Converted that over into something that resonates in a traditional business sense. Why reinvent the wheel? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, something that uh, one of my coaches says is repeat successful actions. Like how many times have businesses or people, they, they had a successful action and they don't repeat it. You know, there's a reason why BAMSIS has been around for, and I got out probably since World War II. Yeah. yeah. When did you get out, Philip? If you don't want me asking. Two thousand five. Well, you think I'd be offended by that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best I, in my I, I life, just, bro. I graduated high school in two thousand five. Just, just so you, you can have fun with you. <laughs> I had done. I graduated in two thousand six. But you know, since two thousand five, like I got in, got out in two thousand eleven. Like that's still the same game plan. It's a successful action that works. That's been combat proven combat effective right and for this aspect it's business proven business effective you know you got to begin the planning arrange recon make you know all make recon you know it's kind of like the hey you gotta do the research you know Mm -hmm. you gotta gotta put that stuff together so yeah yeah Yeah, i mean in nuclear we used to say uh rip off and duplicate Mm. like there was like we would do um called a benchmarking trips Mm. We would go benchmark another nuclear power plant 
and just literally everybody did it. Like it was perfectly well accepted and encouraged, you know, like you were paid to go do it. And uh, we would go to other high performing power plants, watch what they were doing and then take their ideas. Like that was, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing, no shame in that game whatsoever. Like I do that with our business now. Like if I see something that I like, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, take that <laughs> yeah and, no, and add a couple words and it's yours yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but i really liked how you said like reach out to others there's no sense in reinventing the wheel and i feel like that was something for us that like we wanted to be better in our line of work so what do we do we reached out to pay for mentoring from some of the best in the business and every And sometimes it doesn't even cost anything. Like sometimes you just call someone and, you know, having no real, um, I don't know, expectations of, you know, give me your, (laughs) give me your business plan. Um, but just shooting the breeze with someone and be like, Hey, like what, if you have any advice, like I'm interested in doing the same line of work as you just on the other side of the country or whatever, like humble and people like to feel like, Hey, someone notice that like I have a successful business. I'd love to chat with you about Bre- the struggles. Yeah. And Brittany, you know what? I reached out to um, cigar lounges. You know, I had a friend who I owned a cigar lounge still does. Um, I reached out to him. I was like, this is my idea. I reached out to another mentor who kind of does the same thing that I do. Uh, or I do the same thing that he does, but you know, I, I made it my own, but mm-hmm. I reached out to him but we're, we're a friendly competition, but I respect that he paved the road for companies right. like myself. So I think when you come into a place where you, you don't have expectations, but at the same time, you're just like, I'm just here to learn. Right. And um, people maybe give you a time of day, maybe not. I've reached right. out to veteran business owners when I first started because I was just like, hey, what tell me some stuff about what you learned in business and what, what some, some mistakes that you would tell yourself are correct when you were starting off. So nothing wrong with that. I've I've had some really good responses and I think having a coach, a mentor gets you where you want to be faster. Yeah. hundred percent. Also sets up accountability, like someone to kind of like push you or check in with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Having that accountability partner is actually, I think that's, that's, so we, we do mentoring for other videographers and that kind of stuff. And I think one of the biggest things that helps just that in general is the accountability aspect of it. Cause I give them homework. Yeah. Like I, I literally will be like, you know, in two weeks I need to see this, this, and this that's done. And that having that like accountability partner is a, like a psychological thing to be like oh shit like i i have to get this done yeah so it puts you in like a different headspace to like start doing on things instead of uh procrastinating yeah making it a priority yeah you know you know it's uh you know one of my business coaches told me that never never has he seen like for example you you look at a person that goes to the gym and he wants to work out because you know he wants to feel better look better feel more confident that person, you know, is working out and eating healthy every day and and they're getting better every day. I think people forget that that's all that applies to business as well. If you're not investing, educating or improving one portion or different sides of your business, you're it's either you're growing or you're not growing. And right. that's how I see business. And every day you're just getting better and better and better. And, you know, for me and uh, my sales team that we have every morning from nine to nine thirty, we go on a sales call, we overcome objections, we go over our script and we go over how can we make our client experience better. And we do that Monday through Friday. They do videos that they watch Monday through Friday. And we have a sales coach that we meet up once a week because, you know, how we went from, you know, from a couple weddings to hundreds of weddings. That's how you do it. People are like, so what's the, what's the key tip? What's the, what's the secret sauce? I was like, I I train every day. And that's the thing. Like when I played sports in the military, I trained every day. I treat my business. I train every day because I want to make it better and better. That is a perfect segue. (laughs) It's almost like you knew what was coming next. Uh, 
your business has grown very quickly. And I wanted to chat with you about scalability. And you were just talking about how you train every day. So let's let's go into some more details about that because it what would you say then is the primary reason for that large jump? Was it just like let like let I know that you said training and that's that's the one word answer, but let's let's dive into that a little bit. So one is educating and reading books and listening to business coaches, right? I, I, I've i done some business seminars that I've done twice, and each time I learned something different. So there's a thing where when you're, when you, when people like when, how you indulge knowledge, you usually don't get it the first time. You usually get it around the fourth, fifth, or sixth time. Have you ever watched a movie or read a book, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't catch that. Like one of my favorite movies, Forrest Gump. There are things when I was younger, when I watched that movie, when I was younger, when that came out late 90s, that I didn't understand that what I watched today, that I've catched small things. I'm like, man, that was pretty funny. I know I'm using Forrest Gump because shout out, that's my favorite movie. But, um, <laughs> but those small things really do help. So one of the first business courses I took was uh, – in a college near me, they had a program called Veteran Launching Ventures, and it was uh, a course to help veterans, you know, launch uh, a business idea. So that's where I learned how to create a business plan, a financial plan, and all the other stuff, marketing plan. Then um, I remember that year, Damon John, one of the sharks, mm-hmm. on Veterans Day, gave his veteran his um, business kind of like boot camp with videos and stuff he gave it for free for veterans it's like a two thousand dollar course and on veterans day he gave it free i was like huh i want to learn from him right so i downloaded it and he said a lot of key things that really grew my business and when i sat with my business part i'll remember that day and i started doing some exercises with them they're like why are we doing this you know and then all of a sudden we went from doing eight 10 weddings, you know, a, a year to now doing, we have over 600 weddings this wow. year to date. Go ahead and tell everybody how many events you have this weekend. Uh, we have 27 <laughs> this week. This whole, the, so from Monday to Sunday, we had a 20, 20, 27, 27. There's seven days in a week in case people forgot. <laughs> yeah. When we, when we got on, we were bitching that we had two weddings this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two weddings. Two, and even weddings. we were like, we don't do two weddings on a weekend anymore. Like we try our best not to. But, um, oh Joey God. comes in with, nah, dude, we got 27. <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. up. <laughs> like, we'll just be quiet. <laughs> no, Sit fine. your ass down. <laughs> but you know what? It's a, uh, that's why I like uh, I like having these um, conversations because it's because well, you you know even though we have twenty seven you guys have two it's two different perspectives on how we yeah. apply ourselves to the wedding because y'all are there because guess what those are going to be printed out those are going to be like put on video they're going to be shown out and yeah. not only that you have to prep for the event I know there's an after party post production event and then a post post production event. <laughs> That y- y'all have to go through. So, I mean, as much as you like to, you know, numbers, it, it's still it's still different types of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, it um, it's still unbelievably impressive, though, that your business is doing what it's doing. Like, let's not let's not detract from that. Like, that's uh-huh. oh, absolutely. You there? I can't imagine. I mean, how many um, employees do you have? If you don't mind me asking. Yep. So we have about eight full-time and part-timers who are who work on our on our kind of like our our core team, and then we have fifty field members that that go out and do these events. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's impressive. And you guys aren't just based in New Jersey. You guys have kind of like satellite business or. How does so, that work for you guys? Yeah, so we're based we're based in New Jersey, but I mean we just travel anywhere and everywhere. Um, you know, I just booked. I'm going to. Um, I just booked something today for Maine. Oh, nice! And then I was like, man, I'm going to be in. Uh, where am I going to be? Las Vegas at that time. And then a couple of days before that, I'm in Arizona because Morgan Stanley hired us, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we travel as far west as uh, as Arizona, as far north as Vermont, Maine, and far south of Florida. 
but our reach is yeah you call we haul and um we're, we're now i just got back from miami this past weekend we have a team there that's working on the miami and the fort lauderdale area we're super excited three air force veterans that were super uh super excited to bring part of the family and awesome. um and it's exciting so yeah no congratulations that's a it's huge that's a huge um feat in and of itself to manage such a wide scale operation mm. and keep a date i mean shoot we have friends that double book <laughs> themselves for weddings <laughs> so i can't imagine what it's like to manage 27 events in one week all across the country and everything else in between and going back to what phil asked was like that military experience i'm very fortunate to have be surrounded by guys and gals that are like-minded right where a you know we gotta get the shit done yeah and and b you know we work as a team to make sure that we have to accomplish the mission but also also take care of each other first right so and, you know, for that, we have weekly meeting calls. We have monthly calls for the team, like the whole company. Okay. So, you know, and we, we do some cool giveaway prizes. We do weekly meetings for our core team virtually. And then one day in person. And then every day we're meeting with the sales team every morning. Gotcha. So, you know, for me, when there's a breakdown in communication, there's some sort of disengagement and where you find disengagement there you'll find failure so communication for us is just continuously trying and it's hard right to keep people engaged but we're doing our best to keep our 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 team engaged with with the company right yeah i'm assuming that whiskey was another passion of yours right wrong or indifferent you know, I'm just saying that. Come on, bro. I like to pick things I like to enjoy, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> because you you have added a whiskey experience as well as a cigar experience. So how, I guess, how's that addition? Like, how's how's that been? Fantastic. I mean, listen, I, in a week and a half, I'm going to Scotland with three of my whiskey ambassadors. To to do some research and development, business of course, yes. of, yes. course. <laughs> of course, of uh, course, beautiful so, thing. <laughs> I know. I mean, listen, I get to go into, but that's like an awesome experience in itself. Like Phil and Brittany, I'm sure. Like I've had some really awesome whiskey with fantastic people that are just like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Right. And it's just that whole experience that just makes it so uplifting and empowering. And because we added it, because we wanted to add experiences that are kind of like complement each other. Why not whiskey? Yeah. Why not bourbon? Why not scotch? Why not, you know, wines, right? right. Because that just enhances the, the experience. yeah, the experience for the host and their guests. Yep. And for and the best part is, you know, there's a lot of whiskeys that I haven't had yet. There's a lot of cigars There's I haven't had yet. There's a lot of research and development. Yeah, <laughs> there is. There is a lot of research and development. Like this weekend, you know, in Connecticut, we're heading over to a barn smoker by Drew Estate, and we're visiting a tobacco farm there. Oh, And awesome. to just see how the tobacco plants are made and, and processed. And then in Nicaragua, so there's about four, five of us that are going this weekend. And then Nicar- we're going to Nicaragua in February. Because we're going to take a look at where, you know, it's from seed to shelf. And then yeah. when I talk to our clients, our sales team talks to our clients, we get to experience of like, hey, listen, we've been to these fields. We know where the tobacco comes from. We've been to these distilleries where we're drinking. Uh, and that's a, a, a sh- an experience that's like pretty awesome to share. That is super cool. And now I'm wondering why we didn't get into the cigar business. <laughs> Brittany, it's because you were very adamant that I don't smoke. I know. It's like zing. But so awesome. That is such a cool thing. Like even for us, like one of the cool things that we get to do is, you know, oftentimes we'll get to travel for weddings and everything else. Um, but also we did engage this year, which is like a super huge, like luxury event for wedding plan, like everything wedding related, essentially any vendor. And, um, it's also kind of like a mom and dad retreat for us. Like we had a great time, 
but it was also like we're learning, we're interacting, we're networking, and uh, highly recommend. Oh, 100%. You know, I'll, I'll get together with that. you. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. I think 2023, that's where I'll be going to a lot of events, uh, those types of events. So, you know, offline, I would love to hear more about y'all's experience because I've heard yeah. nothing but great things. What's yeah. also great to hear from people that have been there. So, yeah, I, I, that's our next move to start going to these things because, yeah. Uh, it's a, a great place to, to talk about, you know, in the industry. So, you know, I'm part of two industries. I'm part of the wedding and yeah, uh, a wedding and event and uh, tobacco and whiskey industries. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the best things, uh, just talking about just engage in general, but one of the best things that you see in the luxury market is they're always looking for those like unique, unique add-ons that are going to separate their event from somebody else's. Absolutely. Hence why so. I did a unique vendors. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. oh my God. If you haven't ready, subscribe, you know, click that follow button. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But that just goes to like all the venues of business, like all the avenues that you have. There's so much involved. There's SEO, there's marketing, there's like, so turning your like hobby into a business, like it, it does lose some of those hobby, hobby, like passion project type of elements. It becomes serious. And like you said, though, if you want to make hobby money, do hobby job, (laughs) like keep it a hobby. But if you want to make, like make it into a business, you have to have that shift as well. And you got to have passion behind it. Yeah. You got, you got to, because if you're it's got to push you through those hard parts that nobody wants to do. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to deal with. Exactly. I agree. Let, let's shift gears for a second. Why don't you tell us about the charity that you're starting? Yeah. So, um, so back in, uh, you know, we do a lot of volunteer work, like, a. Uh, a big time for me, you know, I did a lot with Mission Continues, uh, some local non, you know, being part of the VFW, uh, American Legion uh, by me. So volunteering has always been a part of me. You know, I did Boy Scouts and all that stuff. And my partners and I, because it doesn't mean that we're out of the uniform, that we have to be out of service. Like there's still a commitment not not just to the United States, but also to our local communities as well. So back in 2020, you know, we were just like, you know what, let's start donating 5% of our gross monthly revenue to local nonprofits. So, you know, in 2020, when COVID happened, I remember our first check that we gave out was like, because that was like April, right? When COVID, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think our check was just like, like you know thank god we all had jobs uh that sustained us at that time but we only gave like a 145 dollar check to a local nonprofit. like this is all we got and by the way like my my nose is sticking out of the water that's how like yeah because there's no business coming in coming out um so since then, in 2021, you know, we gave out over $32,000 in local nonprofits. So we have a kind of like a philanthropic calendar set up by December, and then we choose local nonprofits for the rest of the month. And some months have two. And, um, you know, now I'm running checks for, you know, when we do two nonprofits, $2,500 each, $5,000 to local nonprofits. See, that's impact for, yeah. for us. And and then we get to hear the story. And we have relationships with these with these nonprofits. Like I like to hear stories of what does what does a dollar mean to you guys? And that's a question that I usually ask them. And they're like, hey, this money is to, you know, I give to a uh, a boxing nonprofit, a good friend of mine, he runs it. And he goes, man, this 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 takes a kid off the street, gives him boxing gloves and 10 weeks of lessons. Wow. That's impact. That's yep. such a huge impact, yeah. especially for a local community, especially oh. for a child. Yeah. Like that change that could shape or change their 100%. life forever. One hundred percent. A good friend that owns a, a nonprofit, backpacks, uh, backpacks for life. A hundred bags for homeless veterans that are that look like our like our like our packs that we had in the military, Phil. 
like that's impact, you know? And so, so this year, you know, uh, we, we were in chats. So I was like, you know what? Uh, we should start our own nonprofit, self-cutting checks, you know, every month because it's hard for our accountant because, you know, you got to track everything. <laughs> I'm going to give one check to our local nonprofit. That nonprofit is then going to disperse the checks out so that, so that you know, for tax purposes, uh, right. everything could be under one. So we, we started a nonprofit called Pages of the Leaf, and our main mission is to strengthen the well-being of veterans, first responders, and their family members and local communities uh, through camaraderie and financial support. And so what that means is every month we're going to have meetings with like-minded individuals of those, you know, firefighters, first responders, and veterans, and we're just going to share some cigars together. So what happens is 5% now goes into that nonprofit, so we fund it for 5000 75% of it goes to a local nonprofit and they keep 25% so they can run these meetings and for daily operations, but none of everyone's volunteered. No one's taking a salary. Everything is going right back into the community. And that's, and we have an awesome team of the same thing, first responders and veterans that are running it. Uh, but that's, that's how we operate. And, you know, that's something that we've been doing since COVID when I wrote a small check for like less than $145. Now, that's awesome. yeah. So now the yeah, so companies I are doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a complete asshole right now. Um, for those of you that are listening, if you don't feel inferior to what Joey just said, <laughs> there is something significantly wrong with you. So, <laughs> I'm like fucking shrinking in my chair as Joey is talking. I'm like, damn it to hell, man. Why'd I ask this question? No, that's, that's, that's unbelievably amazing. Yeah. Like donate now. No. Yeah. No shit. Like now I got to cut Joey a check. No, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, uh, jeez. <laughs> <But> you know, <laughs> not, you know so, so funny, dude. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's just part of who we are, you know, in the end, that's who we are. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. No, that's, that's, that's unbelievably impressive. Yeah. Like that's probably the most uplifting thing I've heard in a long time. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so now that, now that I'm six inches tall, um, is there anything that I did not ask that you wish that I would have? Um, you know what? No, I think everything went pretty well. You know, I think this is a great conversation for people to get some nice humor and also some great knowledge on like how to start their passion projects. And, you know, I, I think a question, a good question would be like, how do, how do you keep going? How do you stay consistent, right, with your passion project? And it just, you go constantly remind yourself. I think there's as corny as some people might think it, you know, positive thoughts, doing positive writing, that's important too, because you're in the game for, what I love about entrepreneurship is that you're actually in the game of against yourself constantly. Yeah. And like, man, I will say this and any business owner, I'm sure you guys, no business is ever perfect. There's been days of, man, Anger, tears, you know, just different sorts of emotions that yeah. people might see in the foreground, you know, in the foreground. Man, they're doing great. Joey, I see you planning all over the place. You know, I come home, you know, there's some sacrificing that I, uh -oh. I have to do. But, you know, that I want to build this company to be a big company. So it'll just fund, you know, what we want to do in life, you know. Yeah. And that motivation and communication, I think, is a, is a big thing that a lot of people have to look at and just remind themselves constantly. Like, one, what are your goals and dreams and aspirations, you know, and communicating, especially if you have a family, too. If you have a family, like, you got kids, you're married, and you, you're doing this passion project, if you're not communicating with them, they're not going to understand what you're doing. You're right. And before you know that, they're just like, oh, so you're late from home from again from doing what? That, that silly hobby that you have? Yeah. Listen, if you if you're getting that, people don't see how passionate you are in your business or people don't understand what you're trying to achieve. And 
when I communicate that what I wanted, it just made things a whole lot easier. You know, I've had had long nights. I've had, you know, things where things went wrong, but I, I communicate those things. So, yeah. Well, I think we could end with that, probably. Yeah. Well, were you going to say something, Britt? No, I'm good. I think that's a great way to I think it is, close yeah. the episode. Yeah. So, Joey, thank you so much for being on today. You know, it was obviously amazing speaking with you. Uh, you have to check out his work. It's the, the mobile cigar lounge.com. His Instagram is at the mobile cigar lounge. And also, you know, Joey has a YouTube channel. So I'm going to have all of those linked in the description. So everybody, everybody can just click it. Uh, you know, with that being said, make sure you like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, wedding videography for beginners. We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will see you in the next couple of weeks. Joey, it, that was a really amazing conversation. I'm, I'm really glad that, that we connected. No, thank you, Philip. Thank you, Brittany. I, I appreciate the opportunity to share our story and also thank you all for taking the time just just be there ask these questions and thank you for having us on so appreciate it very much got it thank you all right out are you backing up your footage is it seamless running in the background and easily available bring in backblaze the world's easiest cloud backup our workflow is so simple we offload our footage onto our external drives then that evening the files automatically start backing up into the cloud there's nothing else for us to do Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.